Bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And uh, I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about some adventures in hunting. Got uh, one pop, actually. Yeah, sad day. We only just have one pop. Um, and then since last week, we uh, jumped straight to our main event. Uh, we'll be going over uh, some Blu-rays that we missed. Uh, we got two, but nothing coming out this coming week. These came out last week. Uh, with this week's sneak peeks, we got uh, two trailers to talk about. Uh, nothing with what's in the box or... I almost said <laughs> nothing with what's in the box or main event of the evening. <laughs> yeah, nothing with the main event. <laughs> yeah, just skipping over that. So see you guys. <laughs> Uh, and then after uh, this week's sneak peeks, we'll be jumping into our main event of the evening, which will be our All Bros breakdown of Never Be Done. Hell yes. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this was a movie sent to us by the director himself, uh, Roy Tai. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> How does he spell it? T-I-G-H-E. But like yeah, his production I mean, company is Thailand. Yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the G is silent. Yeah, I hope so. I, if we're not pronouncing this right, we're we're really sorry. We yeah, we really suck. I'm sorry. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, it's the story of Richard Glenn Lett, a comedian uh, who suffered from alcoholism, and just kind of shares his story. Um, so go check it out. Um, it's on Apple TV, Prime Video, and Vimeo. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what do you say we get started? Let's do it. Hey, guys. What's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling, the list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. All right. So first up with Adventures in Hunting, uh, with Pops, we got a I Heart Pie Spider-Man. And this is coming to Box Lunch, right? Yes, it is okay. coming to Box Lunch. I, I'm i a little disappointed this isn't coming out on like Pie Day. Yeah, right? Seriously, though. That seems like such a missed opportunity. Yeah, so it's Spider-Man in a t-shirt, so like a, a, a white t-shirt, and it says, I heart pie, spelled P-I, and then it has like a pizza on it with like the pie, or the symbol for pie, so the 314, um, and he's holding a pizza. Um, the one cool thing that I really like about this figure is the web. The web does look cool. The web looks super cool. And I love how the cheese is falling out of the pizza box. Yeah. Like, this figure's super cool. It really is. Are you going to buy it, though? (sighs) Honestly, if this was just him holding the pizza, I probably would. 
The web ruins it? No, not the web. Oh. The the shirt is what ruins it. You know what? That's fair. Yeah, so if you were to remove the shirt and have it just be his costume and he's holding a pizza, I would probably pick this figure up. Honestly, I feel this would have been a really good opportunity, or this is like something they could do in the future. A uh, reference to a uh, Spider-Man Two, do his uh, classic Spider-Man Two costume, have him holding like the that stack of pizzas. Oh my gosh, dude, that figure would be so cool, right? Oh shit! Yeah. Now I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised they haven't. I know uh, when Funko first came out. They did a couple for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but they've never done any for Tobey Maguire's. Yeah, they haven't. Which really shocks me. I w- so I that feel movie came out in... Like 2002. Yeah, 2002. I'm just kind of so... surprised that they still haven't done anything. Yeah. I mean, it's still Sony. It's still Spider-Man. I'm actually kind of glad that they waited, though. Fair. Like... Don't get me wrong. I love the old style of Funko figures. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the the bulkiness of the old model wouldn't have done that suit justice. It wouldn't, especially how far, uh, how much like the uh, webs protrude yeah. on the suit. Yeah, it really wouldn't look that good in old Funko form. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that they waited to. If they're if they're going to do it, I'm glad that they wait. I really hope they do. I want a Green Goblin and oh a Doc gosh. Ock, dude. Oh shit! Mostly I... Green Goblin. I want a freaking movie moment of him on his glider or something, dude. I I would too. I would buy a Doc Ock and Green Goblin in a freaking heartbeat. Right? Sandman and Venom, probably not. No, I'm good. But. I'd probably even get the black suit. Oh, I would too. Absolutely. Yeah, so if they released any from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, I would definitely get the classic costume. I would get the, if they did the box, like the boxes from Spider-Man 2, if they did that pose, I would get that. I'd get Green Goblin. I would definitely get Doc Ock. Black suit Spider-Man. And honestly, that's probably it. What if they did um, his uh, first costume he wears in the first Spider-Man? The one he wears to the wrestling competition? Probably not. Okay. Eh, that's fair. Yeah, honestly, Unless they did a really cool pose with that. I feel you'd honestly have to do like a movie, movie moment where... And I feel it would be hard to do when he's up against the fence and... Um, Oh, uh, what's the wrestler's name? Bonesaw. Yeah, Bonesaw. Him <laughs> <laughs> looking up at him. That would be that would be pretty cool. That'd be a cool movie moment. That'd be a really cool movie moment. Like honestly, when uh they uh announced with the uh Spider twenty fourteen Spider not twenty fourteen, I'm sorry. Uh twenty eighteen, right? Isn't that when the Spider Man game came out? Yes. I meant to say Spider-Man PS4. I don't know why I'm thinking of the year. Yeah, because we broke that down for episode 50. Okay. And that was back in, 20... in 2018. Or 2019. 2019. Okay. I don't know, because we started this in 2017. Yeah, it was 2019, because it came out the same year as Red Dead 2. So, yeah. So it was so... 2019? No, 2018. 2018? Yeah. Yes, okay. yeah, it was 2018. <laughs> yep. Okay, we got it. Okay, anyway. Hopefully you were able to follow along with that. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, with that, I was disappointed that uh, I I loved that they added Tobey Maguire's Spider Man suit. Really wish they would have added the uh, the black suit Spider Man costume. I know. I love like I love the original uh, symbiote Spider Man costume from the comics, but I don't know what it is. I love the version that they put in Spider Man Three. I just love that black suit spider-man so much it just looks so badass dude i would too you know what'd be funny i'm gonna post like just just the promo for this i'm gonna post us talking about the toby Maguire spider-man okay and try and see if i can get a clip of us talking about like the the funko figures and what figures would be really cool and see if I can get Victor to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we're such assholes. Love you, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we made you an addict. Uh, we really did. Yeah, he, uh, a couple episodes ago, he gave us a shout out on his show. Oh, hell yeah. Uh... Yeah, but he told us to go F off <laughs> because we got him addicted to <laughs> Funko. <laughs> you know what? Fair. I can't, I can't really argue him telling us to F off for that. Yeah. Dude, that's how I felt when you got me into it. I'm just like, <laughs> gosh damn you. <laughs> oh, Yeah, but you guys collect them out of the box. Yeah, well, he wasn't originally going to. He keeps the box. That's something he has on me. I don't keep the boxes. Okay. For certain figures that I feel are a little uh, fragile, I do. Okay. But for the majority of them, I don't. Okay. So he has that on me. He keeps the boxes. I don't. Respect, Victor. Respect. Hell yeah. If you are listening. I don't know if he listens to every episode. He better. <laughs> Otherwise, this joke that we're going to pull with the promo isn't going to work at all. <laughs> uh. All right, so uh, so that's all we got in Pops, unless you have anything else to add to it. Uh, negative. Okay. So moving on to Blu-rays. Like I said, uh, this is all last week's releases. Um, so first up, last week we got Scoob. This was released on Blu-ray and 4K. No exclusives, just Blu-ray plus digital and 4K plus Blu-ray plus digital. That's all we got for Scoob. I have not bought it yet. I'll buy it eventually, probably. I'm just not going to pay like 20 bucks for it. I'll wait when it's like 50, probably 10 I'm probably going to get it on 4K just because it's going to look gorgeous in 4K. I mean, all animated films do. Um, but... Yeah, I I wouldn't really pay over 15 for it. Yeah. Yeah, for 4K, I'm shooting for 15 bucks. And hopefully I'll get yeah, that. Good luck. Hey, you'd be surprised uh I'll go on blu-ray.com like on Sunday morning and I'll see a movie that came out a couple weeks ago already 15 bucks on 4K. <laughs> so you never know. Um then, so besides Scoob, uh, we also got Gapone. Did I say Capone or Gapone? Sounded like you said Gapone. <laughs> Capone, my bad. Um, and so what was interesting about this release, it just came with the Blu-ray, no digital copy or DVD. 
just plain old Blu-ray. Lame. I know. Well, I feel it works, because Capone didn't really get its big theatrical release. No, it really didn't. And I same mean, with Scoob. Unfortunately. Like, they didn't get a uh, Well, actually, apparently, theater. no, but apparently Warner Brothers is starting to uh, um, release it in uh, other markets that uh, their theaters are opened. So, I don't know, we might see it opening maybe at, like, Cinemark or... Uh, Megaplex down the line. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't have any interest in seeing it in theaters. Yeah, dude. I don't know how well theaters are going to be doing. I dude, dude, I couldn't tell you. Beats me. I mean, hell, we get dirty looks for not wearing masks. Like, at least I do when I'm at work, but I don't work around anyone. Yeah, but it's still like, I don't know if theaters are going to do well. I honestly feel like um, drive-in theaters are going to make a comeback. A strong I feel they comeback. already are. Yeah. Like, Water I know, Gardens is making a killing right now. Yeah. And I know Walmart's going to try getting in on that, that action. Really? Yeah. I think they're they're opening up some drive-in theaters. Nice. For, uh, yeah, for certain Shows movies. you Walmart will do anything for money. Yeah, no joke. But... I don't know. I don't know if theaters know. theaters are going to evolve. They are. And considering, uh, did you uh, hear that Tenet's release date has been uh, delayed indefinitely? Oh, shit. So, they, yeah, Warner Brothers doesn't even know when they're going to release it. So, I'll bet you money that soon uh, they will probably uh, postpone uh, Wonder Woman, 84, and also Black Widow. Yeah. I that d- sucks. I don't honestly. I don't think we're getting any movies released this year. The rest of this year, that's what it seems like. It feels like it. It honestly feels like it, and it sucks. It does. I mean, it's nice for us that we can do some of the catch up on movies that we wanted to do. True, but it freaking blows, <laughs> dude. Like, I. I mean, I told you this, but I have this Sunday tradition of letting my Brielle sleep in. So I take Iris, and we go out on the the front couch. She usually ends up taking a nap, and I'll turn on a Marvel movie. Yeah. And I so we ended up watching uh, Thor The Dark World on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I forgot how long it has been since I've... Since we've seen a, a Marvel movie in in theaters, yes. like I kind of sat in there, I'm like, "Gosh, this just this feels right." <laughs> <laughs> but it, I also was like sad because I know that I'm not going to be able to see, like, get that feeling again. Yeah, for a while. Honestly, I feel like as of right now, I feel the only movie that is going to actually make its release date is Ghostbusters Afterlife, and that doesn't come out until March now, next year. Yeah, I hope... Here's hoping. Yeah, no joke. Fingers freaking crossed. But, like, it sucks, because I'm... I I hate waiting. (laughs) Oh, it's the same. But at the same time, like, I don't want them to release them on VOD, because I need to experience them in the movie theater. Honestly, I would not be that bummed out. I would. Yeah, but like, think about this. If you, if we, if you come over 
to my house when Black Widow gets released. We could rent it and watch it and have zero interruption. Okay, good point. And we don't, like, that's like the perk of VOD, because then we don't have to, like, worry about getting sat next to someone that's ruining it. That's either laughing too much, too little. Like, if it was just well, yeah, us, doing... we could, like, slap each other if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with the whole social distancing thing, they have to skip a couple of seats. So I don't think we'd really even have that problem. I know, but, like, people in front? Well, I don't like, even... that's what mostly the issues that we've had with people. It's the people that, in front or people behind point. us. That's true. Well, I don't even think people can be in front or behind you. Like, you can't have How any... the hell are they going to pull that shit off? I don't know. But, yeah, you literally... That's like freaking Minesweeper level shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know, but... They're, like they, I, they... I, I don't... Okay, I believe that with, like, normal theaters... Yeah. But, like, luxury loungers, you can't freaking do that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you, then you'd get, like, two people in the freaking theater. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to argue that. We get a whole auditorium to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, like, That's how you see Black Widow. Yeah. I will... Okay. I want to see Black Widow in theaters. Like, I really want to. Yeah. But if it comes out on video on demand... I don't know if I could pass up that opportunity. I that's fair. I would actually experiment with that. If I if like if they did what they're doing with um oh, what's that movie that's coming out soon where they're doing the video on demand release? Oh, it's Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah. So where they're doing the theatrical release and the video on demand release on the same day, I might experiment and see if watching black Wid- like i'm going to go watch black widow in theaters yeah but i'm probably going to watch it at home first just to see what that experience is like so you're going to spend 30 dollars on black widow Shh. <laughs> she's in the other room asshole i'm sorry <laughs> hey this isn't even a confirmed thing we don't know if black widow will be on vod i know but if it was i would experiment okay fair just to just to see if the that experience is at all good. I don't know. With like a Marvel movie, it's a really hard sell to be to experience it first at home. <sighs> okay, what if I have the surround sound box of like the speakers and shit that I use for my computer? If I were to get a projector for my backyard put the surround sound around our chairs and play black widow okay that's yeah that's almost worth it damn, right damn you i hate you like i i feel like that would be pretty freaking killer that would be super killer ah uh, you bastard. like that it i feel like that gives you the illusion of um of a theatrical release it's close enough yeah <laughs> but i f- i feel like that would work i honestly would He's, or or your neighbors just need to shut the hell up yeah or for 3 hours 
Ooh, I don't know how I'd do that with a kid. I was thinking, like, we could also just put the projector on, like, the wall in our the living oh, yeah. room. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, if we did that and then just put surround sound, but I don't know how surround sound would work with a baby. Oh, yeah. Iris might hate you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like my backyard's private enough. That 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 is true. That's a good point. So maybe we could get away with that. And I could build a freaking uh, screen or something to hold up a like a big old white sheet of whatever. Yeah. Like I could build a freaking... Oh my gosh, I'm building a backyard theater. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I feel like I could pull that off. You honestly could. This is what COVID 19s brought out of Caleb. Yeah, I get real crafty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if I could, if we could pull that off, would you? Yeah, that'd be worth it. I want to. Uh, I'm going to expect. I'm going to experiment. Okay. With even with that. Okay. When Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out, freaking bros night. Yes. And I will work on the backyard projector. Okay. And we will do like a theatrical freaking release of the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, I forgot Disney Plus doesn't release them all at once. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. But just oh, so whatever. we get that like Marvel experience. Okay. Okay. All like right. I think that'd be freaking dope. That would be extremely dope. Yeah, I know what we're freaking doing this summer. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, so moving on to this week's sneak peeks. Uh, first up, we got our first teaser trailer for the new USA and sci-fi series coming out next year for Chucky. Is that the official name for it? Yes, yeah, it's just Chucky. Chucky? Yeah. I dig it. I do too. I, I think it's definitely better than just calling it like child's play. Yeah. I, I feel the Chucky series has kind of gone a, gone f- away from the child's play name. It's honestly kind of a good thing. Yeah. Cause... I feel like with child's play, like I don't I don't know if people would know what they would be getting. Uh, like I, I know that people know what child's play is. Yeah. But I mean I've talked to some people where I've talked about child's play and they're like, What? And I'm like, the first Chucky movie and they're like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like they know the name, it's just they don't associate it with Chucky. Can I smack them? Yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> but it's just I don't know. I th- I feel Chucky's just a lot more direct. It is. I feel whenever I say child's play and someone's like, Oh, like the bag of candy, right? That's when I really want to smack someone. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that that just really irks me. Anyway, so uh, with this teaser trailer, didn't really. it's not really footage. Um, it's literally just a pan around of like a toy store that's like been destroyed, picked through. And it's just like coming next year, uh, an old friend returns. And then you see uh, a silhouette of Chucky. And then I think it just like, doesn't it just like cut? Then he like sticks his knife. Oh up yeah, and that's then what it is. Cuts. Yeah, and then you get like screaming, 
title card, Chucky, and then you hear Chucky's iconic laugh. Hell yeah. So is the original voice for Chucky doing this show? Yes, Brad Dorf is coming back. Hell okay. yes. Is it just Are they keeping the, the model? The what? The original model? Like how I, I'm pretty sure. Or are uh, they like creating a new? I think he's gonna look the exact same he looked in Curse of Ch- not Curse, uh, Cult of Chucky. I could live with that. I the the only problem I had uh, with the dolls in Cult of Chucky was uh, the whole good guy voice sounded nothing like the original. I'm like, this is bullshit. But okay. Yeah, um, hopefully he doesn't do that voice that often. Yeah. Well, it was never that. That wasn't Brad Dorf's voice. Like, yeah, I know. I, uh, I'm just hoping they don't do that. Oh voice. yeah, yeah. I hope so too. Cause like the guy claims like, oh, it's an original good guy doll. I'm like, bullshit. That is not the good guy doll voice. So, <laughs> horseshit. Um, <laughs> but anyway, okay. Is it just me or this the day sadly when Brad Dorf does pass away? Do you want Don Mancini to retire the Chucky character? Uh, like. This okay. is, I'm torn. I am so torn. Because, I mean, they can stick with, like, uh, Orion's Chucky. Like, Mark Hamill can continue to voice him. But with this Chucky, I'm sorry, no one else can voice this Chucky besides Brad Dorf. Yeah, this version of Chucky, Brad Dorf has to voice him. Once he passes away, Chucky, that version of Chucky's over. Yeah, he's done. But I do want to see more of Mark Hamill's Chucky. I do, too. So... Fingers crossed. I mean, I'm pretty sure they already confirmed that they will be doing a Child's Play 2 for Mark Hamill's Chucky. Yeah, but that's where I'm... Yeah, Chucky as the character, no. That rendition of Chucky, yes. Okay. All right. That That's fair. Um, Yeah, so with this, uh, I think the tagline was an evil too uh, big for one... Um, one Chan- network. <laughs> yeah, one network. So, yeah, it's going to be on Sci-Fi and USA. I don't know how they're going to make that work. Like, is it going to be like I have to switch back and forth? Like, one episode is going to be on one network, the other No, one? I think they're just going to release both of them on both networks. I don't I don't get that, but okay. Well, I, I'm wondering if there's some plans. Well, I mean, is the Sci-Fi only like a cable network? Because I, I think USA. I think so. It is? Okay. Yeah. I know USA is like a basic Network, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. I get that. But, yeah, I'm... Yeah, if they do a switch back and forth, that's stupid. That would be really freaking stupid. Um, But anyway, um, I'm stoked. I mean, it's Chucky. Of course I'm stoked. Um, Yeah, definitely a show that I'm going to watch you know i told myself i mean with chucky i'm gonna of course do it i told myself that with the purge series yeah i'm still only on episode three of the first season yeah but it's the purge like doesn't it follow like what does the purge even follow Um, or is it like an hour yeah so so i think it's like so it's a 24 ripoff a little bit yeah i mean but it is kind of cool that with uh the series, you do get to spend more time in the actual, during the Purge. I don't feel like that's necessary, though. I mean, have you seen any of the, any of the series? Other than, the, I think, the first episode? No. Okay, so did you see, like, the whole, when they were at that, uh, masquerade party and, like, the kind of, uh, face mask that they were handing out? 
it's been a really long time like since i've watched it so maybe like it was like it was like charles manson and like all these like famous serial killers and shit yeah and the main lady's just like oh these are the people that uh um took the uh was it like the bullet for us to be able to uh purge and like get away with it not be arrested they were like the founding not founding fathers of the purge but they were like the founding members of being able to murder uh but now we can do it without uh having to face the consequences and i'm just like okay i like this but this is going a little too far <laughs> i'm like yeah uh, like, ooh, and you lost me <laughs> yeah i'm like cool concept but a little too far i don't like bringing charles manson and those kind of people into a fake world yeah yeah i i don't know not the biggest fan of that idea that concept yeah it's just i don't know i think it's dumb Wait the pur- the purge? No, the purge. The like oh, the movies I... are good. The movies are are fine. Yeah, it's the show. It's like I said, it's a twenty four ripoff. Yeah, that, that's if fair. you're following one hour per episode, you get what twelve hours, and so you get twelve episodes. Yeah, and of what? It's the same thing. It's it's like I don't know. I I like focusing on one event. That's fair. Like, I'd rather watch like six different movies than twelve episodes of a. Like of honestly, a like thinking about it more, it's just like yeah, I don't watch the purge to like see the interaction between characters. I just want to see people kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> as like, dark I, as that I, no, sounds, like I want to see different circumstances. Yeah, I want to see a full night of the purge from one person's perspective where there's just something different about it and i feel like the first purge movie that was perfect like you it introduces introduces you to the world without getting too into it i was gonna say which first purge you talking about here oh my gosh that's what i hated so i mm, whoever decided to name that mm, yeah such a bad (laughs) just a bad idea Call yeah, it the purge commencement. Come on. Yeah, I mean, come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The first purge was was interesting, even though the, it was literally a home invasion movie. But yeah, and then Anarchy was really good. Favorite one by far. Still, Election Year was really good. Like, cause it's just it's new stuff. Yeah, and now you have a timeline. You have from election, or you have Purge, or the the first Purge movie. Mm -hmm. Not like the first Purge movie. I would would just call it. Freaking hate. Just call it The Purge. Yeah, so you. No, like, I'm talking about the first Purge. So, like, the The movie. The fourth movie. The fourth movie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you have between the fourth movie and election year to play with. Yeah. That's a decent chunk of movie that or a decent chunk of time of multiple years that you can play with yeah that's... and show us something different each time i because you yeah, between... get the point of showing us 12 hours of the same freaking night yeah considering between the first purge and the purge election year i want to say in election year they say uh the new founding fathers have been in office for 25 years 
Yeah, there's 25 freaking easy-ass movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, did you know that they're coming out with, uh, there was supposed to be, a, like, the final Purge movie was supposed to come out this summer, but now it's pushed back to next summer? Really? Yeah. I forget what it's called. But, huh. yeah. Yeah, apparently the fifth one's supposed to be the last Purge movie. Yeah, we'll see well, about that's that. Disappointing. It, it is, but come on, let's let we'll see about that. Considering yeah. each movie keeps making more than the previous, I mean, are they really going to stop with these? Fair. I mean, I get that there's, I don't know. I feel like you could play with the per the world of the Purge a little bit more than they have. I mean, considering all they focus on is murder. They're they're. Like, it is. Like, you could get into some other shit. Like, I mean, there's some stuff I don't want you to get into. No, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, like, just answer the questions that everyone has. If I steal a car, is it mine? <laughs> Do I have to go to the DMV the next morning and get it licensed? <laughs> yeah, like, if I go and, like, rob a store, is I'm assuming all that shit is still mine. Or if I go rob a bank... That money's still mine, right? Yeah. Like, the owner can't show up at my door the next morning and be like, hey, give me my shit back. <laughs> yeah. And then if it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of answers to questions that you could give us. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Like, also, maybe show, like, the consequences of breaking a rule. See, I want to know, like, how... How is someone going to know if you purge 30, like, a couple minutes before the sirens start or uh, uh, minutes after they end, or the purge ends? Like, no cop is going to be out, like, I'm pretty sure, unless they, like, start patrol, like, right when the purge ends. Uh, Yeah, like, there would have to be a shit ton of cameras everywhere. And, like, okay, here's another question. What if you stab someone at, like, the last 30 seconds of the purge, and they die after the end bell rings? Like, what if, like, you stab them at 30 seconds, they die three minutes later. That is two and a half minutes of them dying by your hand outside of the purge rules. Are you still responsible for that? Are you going to get in trouble for that? Like, what's the deal? (laughs) Yeah, see? Exactly. Or do you you have to, like, attempt to help them? Like, what what are the rules? (laughs) James DeMonico just needs to write the the guide of the purge. Yeah, no shit. That's that's what he needs to create. (laughs) No more movies after the fifth one. I just need a guide to the purge. Just a book. Yep, that's, that's all I need. All right, anyway, we we definitely strayed away from Chucky. <laughs> yeah, we definitely <laughs> did. Hey, we got into TV shows. It's it's fine. Yeah, you had to bring up that stupid show. It's not. Oh, yeah? Why are you only on episode three? Because it's a show, and it's not like a two-hour movie. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> hey, I bought season one, okay? So kiss my ass. And you're still on episode three? <laughs> yeah. I haven't even opened it because the uh, series is on Hulu. Oh my gosh. Shut up. So if you want to watch The Purge, it's on Hulu. Anyway, all right, next, unless you have anything else to say about Chucky. Nope. Okay, (laughs) moving on to our final uh, trailer of the week. 
uh, we got our second and I'm assuming final trailer for uh, Bill and Ted 3, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. So, we still haven't watched the first two. Nope. We're going to watch them soon, though. I found a, uh, finally found a double pack at uh, Walmart uh, for 10 bucks on Blu-ray. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, so, yeah, we're going to watch those so we kind of understand what's happening in these movies a bit better. Yeah, like how did uh, Bill and Ted meet death? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did that friendship form? Yeah. I, like, this trailer... It's a good trailer. It really is. It just has a lot of stuff in it that we don't get not watching, not having watched the first two. Yeah, exactly. This is a very nostalgia-based trailer. Which, there's but, nothing wrong with that. No, not nothing wrong with it at all. But I'm wondering if that's going to be an issue with the movie itself. Yeah. If it's going to be, oh, you have to have watched the other Bill and Ted movies. Before watching this, that's kind of how. That's at least how I felt it was with Dumb and Dumber Two. You had to have seen the first one to understand. Yeah, uh, Harry and Lloyd's relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a good sequel. Like, okay, with the MCU, you have to have watched a good portion of the movies before watching Infinity War and Endgame. Oh my gosh, I can mean, you imagine watching, like, your first Marvel movie as Endgame? Yeah, I'd be, like, <laughs> lost as shit. But, like, it makes sense. It's a 22-movie story series. arc. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what it had. And you, I understand you don't have to watch them all. Like, I feel you could get I mean, away I with I don't them. know why you wouldn't want to. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't either, but... <laughs> Like I, you could probably get away with not watching Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel you could. I mean, but uh, they kind of do tease Than. Uh, I feel you kind of do get to know Thanos a little bit in those movies. So at yeah. least in the first one, especially. Yeah, I and I. <sighs> okay, fair, but still, like, there's some movies you could get away with not watching. What I found really dumb about the MCU. Not really dumb. But okay, at the beginning of Age of Ultron, when they're trying to retrieve Loki's scepter, I hated that you had to see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to understand that opening. You don't really have to. I thought you had to, because like, all of a sudden they got the scepter at the end of the first Avengers, but then people will be like, wait, so they lost it again? Um, No, they never really had it in their possession. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Thor took it with him. No, like Hydra. Oh yeah. Which is which is like remember so with uh Captain America Winter Soldier they show that Shield was infiltrated by has been infiltrated by Hydra. So they take so they had possession of the scepter. So they handed it over to these agents, these agents took it to the secret Hydra base. Oh my gosh. So I'm that's dumb. how they justified it. It it adds a little bit more depth and richness if you watch Agents of Shield. Uh, okay, but you yeah. don't have to watch Agents of Shield to understand I it. I totally forgot about that. And that's something I really enjoyed about Agents of Shield. They worked it. off of the MCU movies really well. Yeah. But you they didn't rely on them. Which is always a good thing. Yeah, like they had their own story. Like one of the craziest story arcs was after Winter Soldier was released, 
they had, I, I feel like a, a small little gap of time with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they're assuming you're going to go see every MCU movie. Yeah. And so they make a big reveal that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been infiltrated by HYDRA in the show. Right after Ooh. Winter Soldier. And it is not like it's not spoiling. Well, no, no, I, I, I'm only doing that because I regret that I didn't watch that right when it first happened. Yeah, well, it came out after Winter Soldier. Well, no, I mean, but like, like I wish I would have been able to see that episode right after I saw Winter Soldier. Yeah, and but it feel the moments kind of pass now, but yeah, it's, huh. but that was just insane. Like you, like when I saw that, I was just like, what? <laughs> Even though I knew, yeah, <laughs> but. I feel like, like after that episode, I watched Winter Soldier, and it was freaking glorious. It is such a great movie. Um, but anyway, back on what I was trying to get to, the point I was trying to get to, <laughs> you don't have to watch every single movie. To, there are some references in Endgame that you need, where you need to have seen each of the movies. Yeah. But you could probably get away with not watching a, a a decent portion. With Bill and Ted, I feel like that's a fault. With how old Bill and Ted the movies are, yeah, I don't think that this is that's doing Bill and Ted three any favors if they're relying too much on you needing to have watched the other ones. That that's honestly really fair. Like honestly, the only thing that I feel would kind of make up for that is if they do a quick recap. I'm sure they will. I mean, at least hopefully they do, because it's freaking 2020, and the last movie was like in what the 90s. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, so like I was I, telling Caleb, I mean, I gotta see the first two, but for some reason, whenever Keanu Reeves is like. Dude, I don't know why. It just feels so weird seeing him say it. Because it's like watching John Wick <laughs> say, dude. <laughs> oh. But super pumped for this movie. I am too. Even though I haven't seen the first two. But yeah, I'm really excited about this. It yeah. seems like a lot of love went into this one. Yeah. So one out of ten for the Chucky series. Ten. For- same here. No question about it. Uh, what about Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted? About eight. I'm about a seven. Okay. And I hope that that number goes up after we've seen the uh, the first two. I'm very excited to uh, see Keanu Reeves that young again. Because that was yeah. That, that man was, does not age. <laughs> he doesn't. Because yeah, well, uh, Bill and Ted was like what a couple was like. Honestly, what, like 10 years before The Matrix? Because The Matrix came out in, like, the early 2000s. That's true. So, that's going to yeah. be weird. That's going to be really weird. I've never seen Keanu Reeves that young. Or, I mean, wait. he basically looks the same. I forgot about Speed. Ooh, that's right. Wait, but he was, no, he was younger in Bill and Ted than that. Was Bill and Ted his first movie? It might have been. I'll look that up okay. while you get into. Well, I mean, so we got nothing with what's in the box. Um, so, I don't know, Caleb, you kind of need to hurry up and get us some information so we can jump to the main event of the evening. 
Okay, I'm Just getting saying. into it. Jeez. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. Your phone sucks. It doesn't kidding. suck. I'm, I'm trying to get to the filmography, <laughs> asshole. I'm kidding. You know, you could have typed, what was Keanu Reeves' first movie? Just saying. Yeah, well, I don't think ahead. That's for damn sure. What? All right, he had... He was in a TV series first. Uh, short, short. So his first movie was Youngblood. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, so that was 1986. Okay. Uh, Then Flying, The Brotherhood of Justice, The Night Before, Prince of Pennsylvania. So Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, 1989. So... Now when did The Matrix come out? Yeah, then the Matrix. Nineteen ninety-nine. So yeah, ten years. Yeah. Shit. And he did a decent amount of movies before that. What year did uh, Speed come out? Nineteen ninety-four. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, so, okay, so then what year did Bogus uh, Journey come out? 1991. Oh, so, t- okay, so a two-year gap between those movies. Yeah, so he actually had a pretty busy year in 1991. Oh. So, so he had Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in 1989. Then the next movie that he, like, going to his year in 1991... He was in a video short with Paula Abdul in a movie called Providence, Point Break, Bogus Journey, and My Own Private Idaho. Damn. All in 1991. Damn, you go, Keanu. Yeah, and then 1993, he had four movies released. One movie in 1994, two in 19. 19- 95, 2 and 96, 2 and 97, 2 and 90. So then he's like kind of going like two at a time. Okay. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Freaking crazy. That is very crazy. And then he's just been in like little things here and there. I just threw out. Yeah. I feel he definitely hit his uh, second stride uh, with the John Wick franchise. Yeah, so John Wick was 2014. And then before that, he was like in little things. Just like little movies that I don't feel like many people have heard of. And then, like, I feel like the, like, after, it wasn't even John Wick that I feel brought him back i feel it was like the the third john wick movie is when like keanu reeves started getting really big again that's fair because it was like maybe it was number two that did it and then everyone got super pumped for john wick three 
then he was in like a shit ton of movies. Yeah, so he was in Always Be My Maybe, Toy Story 4, Between Two Ferns, the movie. He's in a video game. Oh, yeah, isn't it like Cyberpunk or something? Yeah, Cyberpunk in this new Bill and Ted. Like, he's really come back with yeah. a vengeance. Damn. So good on you, Keanu. We freaking yeah. love you. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, do you have anything else to say about the Bill and Ted trailer too? No, I do not. All right. So um, then... excitement level. Oh, we already said. Never mind. Yeah, I'm dumb. You're good. Don't it's listen okay. to me. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> all right. So since we got nothing for what's in the box, what do you say we jump into the main event of the evening? I say let's freaking do it. All right. Time for the main event. It's main event. Let's play game. All right. So before we jump into our main event, before we jump into our main event of the evening, of which will be our breakdown of Never Be Done, uh, we got a couple of answers from our bros. Caleb posted a question of the week, and uh, Caleb, would you like to take over and read those? Yes, I would. So we got a significant number. Of responses to this. So thank you, everyone that answered. Um, So I'm just going to go down the list here. So starting off over at Twitter. um, First response we got is from the hashtag no offense podcast at HTN OS. They said the obvious answer is Burt Kreischer. Which, I don't know who that is. I know who that is. I really like Burt Kreischer. He's um so he takes his shirt off to do his comedy. Like he doesn't Respect, do it with his shirt I on. love it. <laughs> but he get, he tells some like crazy shit. Like some really crazy stories. Shit. <laughs> so he he's really good. I highly recommend him. Okay. Um and then Untrained Eye or the Untrained Eye at the Untrained or at Untrained Eye Pod. You're killing this so he, far. I know. Shut up. So he agreed and says Burt Kreischer is the only answer, and then responded after that and says, "I know what I said, but <laughs> uh, he would want a document." Or did I say what the freaking question was? You did not. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> the question that I posted for the question of the week was what comedian would you like to see a documentary about? So HTNA said Burt Kreischer, Untrained Eye Pod agreed, and then added that he would want to see a documentary about the guys from Drinks with Larry, which isn't a podcast that he listens to. Oh, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> I told him to, uh, I'm like, all right, start filming. Like, let's let's make this happen. And so <laughs> they actually responded and were just like, okay, we're on it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, our next response comes from the Mixed Media Forest podcast at Media Forest Cast. Uh, they, he said, Richard Jenny. 
uh, said he was so funny and an absolute inspiration. Unfortunately, at the height of his career, he took his own life. I'd love to see a retrospective of his life in comedy. Or in a comedy documentary. Or of his life in comedy. Okay. So this is kind of like a uh, Robin Williams situation, I feel. Yeah, it definitely is. And I feel like those stories are the most intriguing. Yeah, because it's amazing what people can what, what people can hide. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that response. Uh, yeah, that was a really good response. Um, next we got Susan Cartwright at Susan Cartwright 3. Uh, she said Robin Williams and Lenny Bruce. So I don't I I don't listen to Lenny Bruce. Yeah, I, I do not know who he is. I'm probably going to check out like all of these comedians. <laughs> so give us some time. <laughs> but Robin Williams, excellent, excellent answer. Yeah, I. Yeah, honestly, after hearing these responses, that, that's definitely the number one for me. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Danny Medlow at Mendlow. Uh, he gave a bunch of responses. Seriously, damn. Yeah. Alan Park, Tom Simmons, Stuart Huff, Rick Shapiro, Steve Hughes, and Daryl Lennox. You know, I'm learning. I don't really listen to a lot of stand-up comedians because I don't know any of these guys. Yeah, my... I don't listen to a ton of comedians. Um, mine are like mostly like bigger names, bigger yeah. named people. Just unfortunately, I'm not as like classically trained on comedians. <laughs> um, my favorite all time comedian is Christopher Titus. Okay. Um, I also really enjoy uh, Dan Cummins. Um, Daniel Tosh, um, I mean, Chad my, Daniels. My all-time favorites, Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck. Like, so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also really enjoy like Jim Gaffigan, Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, I like love all those. You can never go games. wrong with Gabriel Iglesias, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely not. Is Jeff Dunham still doing work or no? I haven't seen him do a show in a while. Hmm. All right. I mean, I'm sure he's still doing stuff. It's yeah. just specials. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also really like uh John Mulaney. I have no idea who that is. Man, I've really got to get into comedians. Like, damn. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fun stuff to listen to when I'm working because I drive for work. What about a uh, Kevin Hart? How do you feel about his stand-up? I. I like I appreciate every stand-up comedian and their work. I'm not the biggest fan of his stand-up. Okay. You know, I I can't really argue with that. I mean, I love him as a comedic actor. Yeah, I like yeah, I don't know what it is about Kevin Hart. I'm not the biggest fan. I love Chris Rock though. Oh, Chris Rock is hilarious. Yeah, I've also listened to like some of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, if you go like back in the old day with Eddie Murphy, yeah, he he was really freaking funny. Yeah, back at, like when he was on SNL. Yeah, that was like 
for me, that was prime Eddie Murphy. Yeah, wasn't that like the Beverly Hills Cops day? Beverly Hill Cops days? Yeah. Okay. Around that time, yeah. Um. Anyway, so like I said, I'm going to check out all of these comedians. We 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 don't know who all of these people are. And we apologize. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, moving over to Instagram, we have a response from the True Crime Theater at TCT4K. Uh, said, can't go wrong with Robin Williams. Personally, give me the Patrice O'Neill doc. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> I'm such yeah. an asshole. I know. I probably should have asked a question that better related. Because <laughs> um, we're getting some like... I, I can't remember if he does stand-up. Uh, Patton Oswalt? Do you know yeah, that? he does. He does? He... I haven't seen him do a special in a long time. Okay. I think he's a really good stand-up comedian. He's and, really good. And I just think he's a really funny guy. So, Yeah. I wish uh, he was in a lot more stuff, though. But whatever. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so next up, we got Failing Hollywood, who also hosted the winner circle that we were on. Hey. With the, that we failed at miserably. Hey, but we gained friends from it. That so. is true. We did gain yeah. some friends. Uh, they said Doug Stanhope. Gosh, I feel like an asshole for not. I know this is people. this is one that like I feel like I know, but I don't. I yeah. So far, I only know Robin Williams. Like, I'm one for like thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. So you can find Failing Hollywood at Failing Hollywood. Um. Next up, we got Andrew Clark at A. Clark Comedy. Uh, he said, Burt Williams, which unfortunately I don't know. <laughs> neither neither do I. No I, surprise to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so next up, we got, I'm going to butcher this name, but Queso Crazé. Crazé? Yeah, I'm however the hell crazy, you say whatever. that, cra- I, I'm saying crazy. <laughs> uh, he said, or That's they slang. said Mario Tori, and then we got a response from Mario Tori saying queso crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, freaking in cahoots with each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then our final response comes from Snatch Nuts. <laughs> What the shit? Okay. And, and uh, I love it. They said Norm McDonald. All right. Which I think you would know. You, I don't think you would know the person. I think you would know the voice. Okay. So let me see. Oh, he's a Canadian stand-up comedian as well. All right. As the um. As the uh. Gosh damn it! The Shit, comedian the... that we is showcased in this yeah, documentary. Sh- showcased in this documentary. So he this proves how great we are with names. Wow, I'm trying to think of a movie that you would know. Did you ever watch the Orville? No. Well, shit. Orville Redenbacher? No. Oh. Shit. Um. You watch the middle? Yes. He is 
Rusty Heck. <gasps> oh, I love him. <laughs> yeah, so that is Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah, shit. He had his own uh, Netflix series. I mean, it only got one season, but... Oh, shit, yeah, he's freaking hilarious. I love him. I would love to see a documentary on this guy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, like, fangirling over here. <laughs> yeah, have, I'm have... so glad you watched that show, because I don't know... Oh, he was in Fairly Odd Parents, uh, Norm the Genie. Oh, my... Oh, yeah, he does play him. Oh, yeah, shit, I'm remembering now. Have you ever seen... Have you seen any episodes of The Middle? I have not. Okay, him uh, him, and, because uh, he's the brother to uh, Mike, who's the dad in it, their relationship is pretty funny. Yeah, he's also in uh, Dr. Doolittle. Uh, wait, the, the Eddie Murphy one. Okay. He plays Lucky. I haven't seen Dr. Doolittle in years. I'm so. assuming that's the dog. I hope so. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he is Rusty Heck from the middle. Okay. Yeah, and I remember. Oh, yeah, like, very, out. very distinct voice. Yes, and freaking love that guy. I would love to see a documentary on Norm MacDonald. Yeah, that'd be freaking great. Uh, so, anyway, that is all the responses we got. Thank you, everyone, yes, for thank you. easily making this the most responses we've ever gotten on a question of the week. Just feel bad. We only know. I know. Not, <laughs> this is a terrible. We only know like no, like twenty five. Actually, more like fifteen percent of them. Uh, dude, I feel so bad. Yeah, I like. I, I, I feel like I could have come up with a better. Like, if we would have gotten all these responses with something that we could have actually had input on, like that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. So. Like I said, thank you everyone for answering. So with that, we can get into our main event. Let's do it. Um, So if you are new to our main of or to our breakdowns, uh, we have a uh, a very mathematical system of grading movies. So we split the movie into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final letter grade and percentage for a movie. Um, So, normally, we grade story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, and then costumes. And then, at the end, we give it our own personal grade. Unfortunately for this, with this movie being a documentary, we can't really grade costumes. Yes. Because it's literally just normal. Yeah, it's normal people clothes. clothes. <laughs> yeah, and I we, so typically like in a normal movie, like if for a theatrical movie of any other genre, yeah, we usually would give like an average costume an average grade, but we feel that's unfair yeah. for a documentary. So we're gonna grade. Although I gotta admit, Richard's glasses were on. What's the word? If you say the word that I am thinking you're about to say, <laughs> I fleek? will. Is that the word? <sighs> <laughs> Caleb's okay. About to... Caleb's about to throw a water bottle at me. So yep. If I'm not on next week's episode, don't question it. Yeah. So we're not going to grade costumes. So that's like the one that we're not going to grade. 
everything else we are going to grade, but we're going to manipulate the the grading a little bit. Yeah. Like not so much cuz we don't feel good about grading character development based off someone's real life. <laughs> <laughs> We'd feel like assholes. Yeah, like that's what a documentary is. Yeah. So we're going to grade the story and it's Yeah, so we're going to grade story and it's just how the story was told. We're going to grade the writing kind of the same way. Not really, like, because there wasn't really any writing, I feel. It was just kind of the story and the writing, I feel, could be the same. It could. I mean, like, there were, I feel there were no, like, instances of where uh, the director sat down with Richard. Richard, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, sat down with Richard, and he had, like, a list of questions that he was going to ask. It was really just on-the-spot moment being like, hey, you know, like, what's happening right now? What do you think of this? What's your plan? Yeah. Stuff like that. So, story and writing, I feel, are going to be about the same. Acting, we're not going to grade anyone acting, because I don't feel anyone was acting. Yeah. It's, we're it's gonna, real life. Yeah, we're going to just grade how we felt like the interviews were. Like, how natural they felt. Um, Because I feel like that's the best way to do that. I agree. With character development, we are going to not really grade his story. We're just going to grade what we saw. How it made sense. Like, like if the story made sense. Yeah. Not like so it's going to be a little different from story cuz with story it's going to just be how it flowed. With this one it's just going to be did the story make sense? Like d- getting from point A to point B did it make sense? Uh effects it's just going to be more talking about the transitions that the director used. Mm. Um music we're just going to grade that normally cuz there was some pretty decent music there in this. There was um, and actually some animation in there too. Or for not. Uh, I'm sorry, we were talking about music, and that did not make sense. I, was like, <laughs> I jumped back to effects for a second. I was like, "Wait, w- w- what did I miss?" Yeah, so we're not going to grade costumes, but we are going to give it like our own personal grade at the end. Uh, so hopefully this makes sense. It's our first documentary we're doing with this grading scale, so we'll see how this works. Yeah, we. so this is our first documentary. and Very excited, though, to break this down. Very excited. So this is so this movie was sent to us by, I'm assuming it was the director. It was sent from the movie's Twitter page. So I'm assuming it was the director himself that sent it to us. Fingers crossed. Uh, Roy Tai. Or Ray Ty. Gosh, damn it. I cannot read today. I thought it was Roy. Oh, it was Roy. <laughs> yeah, so it's got to be the director then. Because, yeah, didn't, uh, wasn't Richard always talking to Roy? Yes. Okay, yeah, so it's, yeah, so, so, yeah, so... it's got to be the director. <laughs> I'm freaking stupid. Ray, I'm I have my phone out, so I'm like looking at the, the Twitter page right now, and I keep seeing, it switches between Ray and Roy. <laughs> and I might be mildly dyslexic. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, so I'm assuming this was sent to us by Roy Tai. And like it was a documentary about Richard Glenn Lett, who is a Canadian comedian uh who suffered from 
alcoholism, and this is his recovery and redemption story. So, do you have a synopsis of this movie? I do. Uh, it's only on IMDb. Okay. It's really short and to the point. Um, okay. We can still go through that. Yeah. So, uh, if you have not seen the movie, I don't feel we're going to spoil this. N- it's not really. This is a hard one to... Like, I feel documentaries are hard to spoil. Because we're not going to do it justice, telling you the story of this man. Like we're, like I said, I yeah, mean, we're not going to do it justice even a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it does... Uh, the plot summary does kind of give away... Um, some details or spoilers for what happens. It's, is it really some... spoilers though? Because I feel it's the 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 film itself is something you need to watch. You could have okay. told me his whole story, but there's just something about seeing it. That's fair. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So anyway, right. continue on with. So uh, it says this seven year journey chronicles the brash, once respected Canadian comedian Richard Lett whose addiction to drugs and alcohol lead him to become homeless, estranged from his daughter and community. Never Be Done is a raw look at addiction and redemption. I feel that actually sums it up very well. It does. Um, Alright, so getting into... So the story. What did you... How, like, what did you think of, like, the overall story? Overall, super, super good. Um... Like the whole beginning with him, like saying, like it was, it was, was it kind of like a, was it like a rap or a rhyme? What would you classify it as? I have no freaking clue <laughs> what that was, but, but that it was, was amazing. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is how you start a documentary. I love this. I'm, I'm like already fully engaged, and it just kept getting better and better. Like, uh, like the whole um, when uh, he has to get out of his apartment. And you're just like, okay, uh, so he has to be out by like 4 p.m. this day. Oh, do you think you're going to get to that, Richard? He's just like, yeah, we, we can definitely do that. But then it doesn't happen. And just like, like honestly, like it was just like moment after moment. You're just like, damn, like what else can happen to this guy? Yeah. It's, it's okay. So something I really appreciated about this movie was that there wasn't any narration Yes, I liked that too. I feel like the narration in a doc in a normal documentary, the narration freaking just kills me. It, like yeah. it's it's it drags it down. So I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest here. We're recording this Thursday. I watched it Wednesday night around ten o'clock. Damn. So I I I did put this off last minute, but I have a good excuse, baby. Yeah, yeah, he, he really <laughs> does. Um, yeah. So tip, I was afraid I was going to fall asleep during it. I didn't end up going to bed until after midnight because of this documentary. Because I was so just freaking engaged in this story, and it. If it, I felt if it would have had narration, it I would have probably passed out. But that's fair. There's just something about following the story yourself. Just it feels like you're just you're there with him. Yeah, I feel narration, especially with this documentary, would really take away the gritty realism that you get from his life. Yeah, definitely. And gosh, I wish we had. 
the director on to like chat with us I, a little oh, bit. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Yeah, just because I feel like there's so many questions. I want to like whose idea for this documentary? Like who was the mastermind behind? I mean, I know you're the ma- like Roy is the mastermind behind putting it together. Yeah, and creating this this super compelling story but was it his idea to do a documentary on richard or was it richard's idea to do a documentary on himself like Like, how did you know that you were going to catch him in like the worst time of his life yeah like yeah (laughs) like Like, exactly that's like my biggest question i'm just like how did you like how did you know that like because of his alcoholism and uh drug abuse that like no no uh stand-up um show wanted to hire wanted to hire him like throughout canada like nobody wanted him on a stage then he gets evicted from his apartment then he becomes like officially homeless and you know he's just it just goes from like like worse to worse to worse and then it starts to get better for him years later or even like was it years later or months later no it was years it was years later seven years yeah oh yeah that's what it was so the (laughs) it's just like the fact is just like damn dude you caught him at his like his worst and then his best, like you like caught like the perfect moments for a documentary. Yeah, absolutely. And like, there's just so many questions that we have, but so we're going to have to assume because we didn't think ahead and <laughs> think that, Hey, maybe we <laughs> might want to talk to you. Um, so hopefully we make some decent assumptions. Yes, hopefully. But, like I said, this story, it, it's compelling because it's real. Like, it feels like you're following this man through his life. Yeah. Like, it's a shitty part of his life, and you, you feel for him. You feel so bad, and you, you, like, you also, like, understand the people around him as well. Like, what he's doing to them and the shit he's putting them through. Like, um, I remember towards the end of the documentary when his daughter's, like, 21, I think, um, and she's just pointing out how, like, when he first started filming it, when she was, like, 13, she's just like, yeah, honestly, like, my whole world was, like, crumbling with my dad, and I honestly had no idea. Like, I, I didn't know what was going on around me with him. Yeah. he It just felt like he was still being my dad. Like, maybe he, like, was acting a little differently, but I never caught on to the, the signs that he was going through that much stuff. Yeah, and then like the whole. And like, I wonder if that's just oh, a f- a matter of him being really good at hiding it, but from the looks of it, it he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like when you're that young, like you're you're naive, you don't catch on yeah. to stuff like it's, that. It's also like a matter of you don't know the weird shit that's going on. That that is until true. someone points it out. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is weird. <laughs> And I, I, it seems like that, like, or from what was portrayed, it seemed like that was what was going on. With yeah. Her. She didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Or go. she was just kind of blind to everything until it was pointed out to her later. Yeah. Which makes sense. Oh, yeah, I, Every kid goes through that. Yeah. Um, One thing that I noticed a lot with Richard in the beginning was... There were times where the stuff that he was saying was really unintelligible. Like, it, there was some things that he was saying that just, like, slurring words and 
not making a whole lot of sense. That's that's yeah, that's a good point. Like I there were a, a couple times that I had to rewind and be like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> but I af, at the end when it like he's like recovered and like redeeming himself, he's able to put his thoughts together w- much more elegantly than he was at the beginning. Yeah. And it like you you get this from his perspective and it's 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 great. It really is. Um, like it kind of makes all that nonsense. Like you, I don't want to say nonsense because it made sense to him. Yes, but later he's kind of able to make it make sense to us. <laughs> like he pointed out towards the ending, he's just like you know, uh, like he was. Um, I think like they went to uh, like the underground part uh, parking garage where literally all of his stuff was and. There was that one moment where he was talking to his old landlord and landlord was saying, oh, you're not getting your deposit back because, you know, you weren't out on time. Not everything was clean. And, you know, he was like literally, well, OK, then I'm just screwed. I'm effed. And he was telling Roy like, oh, you know, like I just what, what was he telling like Roy? Like, I think you guys are like out to get me. I don't know why you guys are still filming or some, yeah, something like along those Yeah. Lines. And so when he, like, is looking back at that after all these years and he's clean and he's just like, you know, like, for me, that's, like, like blurred to me. I don't really remember that. But yet you have it all on film and I can look back at that and be like, like, that's something I never want to be ever again. Yeah. And that just really shows growth on his part. Yes. I don't know about you, but, like, there's that one part at the... um when he's doing a uh, stand-up comedy show and the, he's talking about like that one lady that like keeps talking in the audience honestly for how angry he was getting he kept calling her a bitch and like all this stuff it felt like he was about to like freaking jump off the stage and lash out at her yeah like i, I have you ever been to a comedy show i unfortunately have not i have been to one and it was my favorite comedian, Christopher Titus, that I yeah. went to go see. I he so he has a podcast, um, just the the Titus podcast, and he frequently talks about people that are disruptive and rude during a comedy show, and how like people will haggle him mm-hmm. if that's the the word. I think that's, yeah, not haggle. Basically just harass him on stage. And he talks about how veteran comedians, people that have been in the comedy scene for a while, they have ways of just tearing those types of people down. And if they keep getting disruptive, then they get security to come and, like, remove the person. And I... This like that scene stood out to me a lot because it didn't feel like he knew how to handle her. Yeah, it's very true. It did seem like that. Like it's from what Titus says, he's able to basically just give it back to the people that her are harassing him. Okay, and but keep the tone of the show light and like with keep it keep it light yeah so he doesn't ruin the 
the tone of the show, or he just doesn't ruin the tone of the room. Okay. Because comedians, and I don't know what it's like to be a comedian. This is all just speculation. Mm, yeah. But comedians, they work off of the the vibes in the room. Mm-hmm. And when you darken those vibes too much, you lose the light, like the lighthearted laughter that you're supposed to get from people. And I feel like when he was just ripping that lady a new asshole, it ruined the vibe in the room. And I love that. That's like there wasn't. That's a partially the reason why I enjoyed the lack of narration. Because I feel like narrating over what he was doing would have detracted from what was happening oh, in that room. Absolutely. Like, you could feel the vibes just going from, like, really lighthearted and then just drop. Yeah. And it was like, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's a tough thing as a comedian. I feel like just getting hassled like that would oh, would be freaking irritating. Seriously, though. But, like, I feel like, I definitely feel like that lady was in the wrong. Until, <laughs> like, it, it swapped who I felt was in the wrong. Like, as soon as he started, like, getting on, like, he tried to lighten it up, like, lighten the mood up. Because he was actually supposed to... If I'm not mistaken, during that set, he was supposed to try and keep it clean, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yep. And then it just ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got like all types of perverted. just dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, perverted. perverted. Yeah, sorry. Just, dirty. I mean, you Jeez. could definitely say that that it perverted what the set was supposed to be. Um. And it was interesting seeing him interact with other comedians as well. Um, like when the ones that were talking about him, I didn't catch their names, unfortunately. I mean, there was um, quite a lot. Yeah, there was. <laughs> but it was interesting, like, just... I know, like, this is all, like I said, I don't know what it's like being a comedian, but from what I've heard, comedians like to BS with each other. They try out new material on each other. They just like to BS. And when they're just comedians, they get into like some really dark spaces, not mentally. It's just, they can tell more inappropriate jokes with each other or jokes that aren't great for the public. Yeah. Uh, Just to, just to kind of see like gauge a reaction off of other people. Okay. I I don't feel like he had that with those other people. Like, because he started getting, like, super dark, and the two people that were listening to him abandoned him. One of the comedians walked inside and left, yeah. and one of the ladies took off. Yeah, like, wasn't there a one kid? I think, yeah, he was, uh, I think it was kind of like an up-and-coming comedian. He's just like, you know, like, I thought we were cool, but then he introduces me as, like, an effing C-word. Or, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and someone that's, like, wasting his life and... yeah wasting his time and everyone else's time and you're just like yeah damn yeah like that would be really tough like i don't know how like i'm sure i we didn't get to see like his set after that but it's just after 
someone introduces you like that, how do you recover? <laughs> Seriously, though, it's like, um, well, that would just happened. Yeah, I, do, I would not know how to handle that situation. And uh, props to just comedians in general. Right. They Seriously, deal with though. a lot of shit. They really do. Um, but anyway, so with Richard, it was interesting hearing him talk. The 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 contrast between his talks at the beginning versus his talks at the end. Like it was almost like in the beginning his talks he was trying to get deep. Yeah. Or he was trying to be deep with his thoughts and it just wasn't working for him. Like you kind of see where he was coming from with like the chats that he was having. But it wasn't until the end, until after he kind of fixed himself, fixed his situation, that he started to get really deep. That's a very good point. And I feel like there's a difference between getting high and drunk and just wasted deep. Yeah. Where you start saying stupid shit. (laughs) And then once you are, like, the sober thoughts that you have and... Like, I feel like there's, the difference is, like, one's you're trying to get into the secrets of the universe, and the other one's you're just getting into the secrets of yourself, of your own soul. It's very true. And I feel like that ends up working better for him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the story was freaking compelling as hell. It seriously, I was never bored. Never. Not even a little bit. Yeah. I was captivated from... The first second, literally. Yeah. So where are you sitting at with the story? I'm like, I'm definitely in the 90s. I am as well. Like, like I'm thinking like a solid 90. Or would you go higher? I'm about solid 90 as well. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, I... What little issues that I did have, if any, I think, like, most of the, like, with how the story was presented, it was really, really good. Yeah, it so good. Like, I, I never felt lost in the story. Whenever Richard was talking, I felt lost. <laughs> <laughs> but when it came to the story and, like, just the progression of him as a person and Everything that was going on around him, that's where I felt like everything flowed really well. So, more than happy to give it a 90. Hell yeah. Um, Next up, we got writing. So, like I said, we can't grade writing normally. Yeah. So, we got to put it kind of on the same levels. Maybe, maybe, Maybe not necessarily writing. Maybe it's... The manner in which the story was told. Okay. Which I felt maybe did better than the story. I can agree with you there. I think everything was presented to us in a really good chronological way. Where it wasn't confusing at all. It wasn't confusing to follow. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I never got confused of, like, how... When he got evicted to when, uh, say, like, he was at the homeless shelter, I'm like, okay, wait, 
how the hell did that happen? That that was never the case. Yeah, I appreciated that they kept it chronological. Yes, that they didn't try to jump around from like homeless and be like, "What happened?" and then go back to what happened. Yeah, I really appreciated which you could have very easily done, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad that he chose not to. I I am too. So. I'm higher. I'm not quite in the 95 range for that yet. I'm like 93? I'm like 93, 94. So I can, I can do 93. Okay. 93 it is. Hell yeah. Alright, acting. Which, like we said, we are going to just be grading the interviews themselves. Um, and how natural they felt and how real they felt. Which, unlike other documentaries... This felt really real. So, like, there was no mic hooked up to Richard. There was no, like, oh, I need you to sit right Well, there was a mic. Okay, yeah, sorry. uh, But it's just, it seemed like he always just had it hooked up to him. Yeah, okay, sorry. (laughs) But, you know, like, there wasn't, like, a specific chair that uh, Roy wanted Richard to sit in. Uh, It literally would just be like, okay, Roy, like, you're, you know, like, say, like, not Roy, I'm sorry, Richard, he'd be, like, sitting on the couch, or he just woke up from a nap, like, the one night when he, when he's, like, getting ready in a movie, he's like, you know, I just took a cat nap, I'll be ready for the rest of the night. Like, it's interviews like that, I'm just like, damn, this is so realistic, and I love it. Yeah, it seriously just felt like he was following around a friend. Yeah. And just recording random stuff that was happening. And I really, really liked that. And so definitely when he was talking to Richard, there was never a time, like you said, where he's sitting down in a staged area. Yeah. Chatting or whatever. It was always in... Actually, during whatever he was doing. Yeah. From his apartment to the streets... Yeah, and, even yeah, with anyway. like the other interviews, like the with the other comedians, it was outside the comedy club. Yeah, it was in different rooms, in between a doorway. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the I don't like even with like the daughter, it was just wherever she happened to be. I'm. Was her name Kathleen? The. Uh, I think so. Yeah, the uh, the oh not girlfriend. Girlfriend. Oh, I think that was I think that was her name. Kathleen. Yeah, she like honestly, her interviews were the only ones that felt like they were even a little bit staged. But it even then it it didn't. Yeah, her name was Kathleen. Kathleen, okay. and then her his uh, daughter was named Brianna. Right. Yeah, so, like I said, Kathleen was the only one that felt like she was staged even a little bit. Yeah. But even then, not really. She was sitting on a couch. Yeah. Like, that's probably just how her house was set up. (laughs) That's true. So, everything felt really natural. Very, like we've said, very real. Shit, am I in the nineties for for this? <laughs> I think like, yeah, I, I think we are. Yeah. Where are you at? Um I'd honestly say I'm like 
either the exact same as writing or maybe a little lower. I mean, what do you think? I'm about the same as writing as so well. 93? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's it's tough to... Like, I'm I'm trying my best to be, like, as fair of a critic of this as I can. I feel it's but really it's... hard to be critical on a documentary. Not really. Okay. So... When it comes to story, writing, and development with a, a typical documentary, yeah, I feel you can be really critical of that. Okay. Because I feel like some documentaries, they know they're boring. So they try to make it not boring, playing some Quentin Tarantino timeline <laughs> bullshit. Not wrong. Yeah, but, but Roy... It's like he knew that this wasn't boring. Yeah. He I I I feel like he knew that he wasn't going to do the narration. So when he didn't and the story just worked like when a story works it works. With a documentary I feel like or with a, a typical documentary I feel like they can get really convoluted in the way that they do shit. Yeah. But he kept it simple. And it worked really well in his favor. It really did. So it's hard to to dock anything when he did it right. (laughs) (laughs) So, shit. (laughs) Not saying I want to be harsh on this movie. It's just being fair it's hard to yeah it really is so anyway <laughs> moving on to character development which we decided it's just not really f- grading his story as a character it's just f- or yeah not really... like the way his story was told <sighs> yes okay which, didn't we do that with story, though? A little bit. Okay, how do we differentiate this one, though? I feel like I uh, should have written notes, because we talked about this, and I forgot... Yeah, we did. ...how we did, or what we talked about. Because with the do... story, it was how it was told. Yeah. The character development... Did it make sense? And in this case, it definitely did. Yeah, it definitely made sense. Everything made sense. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel what got docked in story. Because I'm actually, I might be higher with development. Okay. What got docked in story for me was just kind of the unintelligible stuff that Richard was saying when he was kind of doped up yeah. or drunk or whatever. That's kind of what brought it down. Okay. Development wise, it makes sense. Yeah, that that kind of stuff works in character development's favor. Yeah, like you you see him, like you see him as a person just get broken down, and then he builds himself back up. And I feel like this shows that it doesn't take an hour. To do. It doesn't take an hour to freaking change a person. Yeah. It doesn't take a day, a week. It doesn't take 
a month even to change a person. It takes years mm -hmm. of hard work. And he talks about that. Yep. Like Richard talks about that. He talks about the hard work that he's been putting himself through. He talks about just the craziness. Yeah. Like he even gets kind of gets into like how hard it is to maintain. But with the type of life that he's living, he's happy with it. So it's worth maintaining. So this might be the highest grade for me personally. I'm in like the 95. That's range. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. 95. <laughs> yeah. Super good. Super freaking good. Do you have anything you wanted to? No, I mean, I just want to point this out. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, you, what was it like seven years later after like the, was it like, does it, does so it, it was like, like evicted homeless for a few months and then it was just and then i think it cut to seven years later okay so when he's like um kind of reminiscing about the seven years before found it interesting when he brings up the whole like writing on his walls he said if a, a doctor would have seen this i would have been committed to like a psychi psychiatric ward like that yeah like <sighs> i would have loved to examine that wall though. i, mm, I would have too just like, like just to see like what craziness is on there i'm seriously i want to go back and watch this and just pause at like the best shot that i can get of the wall and just like zoom in and just see as much as i can as much as i can make out of what is written on that wall yeah because there's like a time like the only thing that i was able to make out was like the new stuff he was writing yeah and when he was talking about like this is what's wrong with my life more or less and like that stuff made sense. Yes, it was it everything in the background that I'm like, this would be interesting to examine. Yeah, right. So, uh, Roy, if you have pictures of that wall, <laughs> please send them there our way. We would love to to just look them over. <laughs> oh. All right. Next up, we got effects, which there wasn't really any effects other than well, there was an animation. Uh, when it was explaining the story of Brian, Brian. Oh yeah, with the tattoos. oh yeah, with, uh, the koi fish. Yeah, and then I think we could also do the cuts. That's true. Cuts. Should we do camera work? Yeah, we can do camera work. Okay. Uh, so you want to start off? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, what should we start off with talking about? Let's do camera work. Okay. Um, honestly really really good i mean there were some spot there were some parts that um like especially like when they're under when uh he's underground with um richard and he's talking to his landlord and like roy kind of has to like kind of be back and not like up close and you know you'd be like oh you know like i wish i could wish you'd be more close up but then at the same time you're just like well no this is like for his own safety um but Honestly, like Roy does some really, really good camera work in this, in this movie or documentary. Yeah, it's I'm not... sorry, I don't think it was him that was doing the. Uh... Oh yes, sorry, the director of photography. Does it? Yeah, let me see if I can find his name. You can keep going. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
But yeah, so, I don't know, like, uh, from, like, the filming of the comedy club skits, especially, uh, I don't know if he, uh, if it was filmed during this documentary, but that, like, song that Richard sings, holy shit, that song was dark, about, like, the whole, that murderer guy that, like, killed over, like, 20 <laughs> ladies, wasn't it, like, 20-something? Yeah. Might actually been more than that. I'm like, damn, okay. Um, but, like... Honestly, I, I like it's hard to f- grade camera work with the documentary, but I really didn't have any problems with the camera with camera work because any problems that I had like of oh I wish it was like uh, like they could have been closer up to the situation. The reason why they were pulled back it was for their own safety, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay, the, so the cinematographer was. That's what it is. However, you say his name. Graeme? Graeme? G R A E M E. I mean, some of them. That could be another way to spell Graham. Okay, yeah, Graham. Gra- Graham Gra- Morgan. Okay, either Graham or Graham, whichever. Yeah. So he was the cinem- cinematographer. Fantastic. Um, job. They also had. Um, Adam Tyree, that was the editor. Fantastic job. Fantastic job. Andy Hemp, color. Great job as well. And Cameron Comb did sound design. Fantastic. Everyone that was behind the scenes of this documentary, fantastic. Excellent job. Yeah. Way to make this super easy for us to grade, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, speaking of the animation, that was honestly really cool. Like the whole swimming up to the uh, top of the uh, waterfall becomes a dragon. That, yeah. that the animation on that that was pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it was super solid. Yeah, and I honestly don't have like the only gripe that I can think of is maybe the quality of animation, but it's also. How high budget do you want to freaking go with the animation in a documentary? Exactly. Like it makes sense. It's yeah. it's not supposed to. It's supposed to just convey the story, yeah. and it did. Mm-hmm. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. <laughs> Doesn't need to be freaking like Avatar level shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I mean, it Speaking worked. Speaking of Avatar, I finally watched that movie, and the graphics were really cool. <laughs> story kind of sucked. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're talking about the same like one with blue people, right? Yeah. Okay. Duh. Well, you know, like there's Dude, Avatar and it, Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, there is Avatar, <laughs> and there is that abomination that M Night Shyamalan made. Um. But yeah, that that was that was quite a movie. And the whole like, I did not expect the avatars to be that damn tall. Like, holy shit! Like. <laughs> Yeah, that like threw me through. I'm like, gosh, damn! <laughs> like shit. Like when Zoe Zeldana's avatar is holding uh Jake Sully, I'm like, this is weird. I don't like how big they are. I don't know why. That was like one of my biggest scrapes with the movie. I'm like, they're too big when it comes to humans. I don't like it. But anyway, sorry. Getting back. To yeah, that. getting back to this movie, an actual good movie, <laughs> at least to me. Yeah. <sighs> Like honestly, it's hard to 
dock this for anything because all like the transitions it they worked yeah they really did like all the cuts worked all like everything worked for this movie it, yeah. was it simple a- absolutely but i feel but, with this kind of documentary it makes the most sense you don't want anything flashy when it comes to camera work effects nothing like that yeah it kind of detracts from the gritty realness of this documentary yeah and it's like it's it it's i don't know how to explain this film <laughs> it's like i it i don't know how to explain it it's good it's really good it's it's almost too good no it's I'm not just it's not I'm like just kidding no it, it's yeah it's super super good it's just Gosh damn it. Like, how <laughs> do you explain this? He took away his speech, Roy. It's Take that like, as a compliment. I'm trying to compare this to something. It's. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know how to piece this together. Okay. It's like. It's like homemade cookies. Okay. It's. It's like homemade chocolate chip cookies. There's not much to it, but it works. But it like it's like you can't f- argue with a freaking classic, and this is a a classic documentary, a style it's that true. I would love to watch more of. I would as well. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's just you can't mess with simplicity. You really can't. It's just it's like I said, it's like homemade cookies. You you bake them, you put them together. Like it's simple. It's simple work. It's almost like it's super simple work, but you can't argue with how good the product is that comes out. Exactly. Like it, you you could try. You could definitely try. Like we could be freaking bitches and <laughs> and be like, yeah. Well, the transitions were were super basic. No shit. It's a. It, it's like like I said. It's with like with cookies. You can just say, like, oh well, they were just basic chocolate chip cookies. And it's like what did you, you can't want? argue with that. Did you want Richard to appear on the screen and like pull the? This picture to the next uh, clip. Yeah, like you can't overcomplicate it. You can't yeah. do just like a close up on his face and then fade and like in and out. That it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too it's much. Too, yeah. That's like putting frosting on a chocolate chip cookie. Ugh. Yeah, freaking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is something I refuse to do. Uh, okay, honestly, if if. <laughs> I hope he does, but if Roy listens to this, I want to know if this is like the weirdest review you've ever gotten <laughs> for this. Because I'm comparing oh. it to a chocolate. I'm comparing your movie to a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> you can't mess with the classics with simplicity. You oh, can't. Simplicity. Yeah, Sorry. you can't mess with it. Yeah, it's like you can't mess with what works. Yeah. And everything he did works. 
as yeah, like we could be freaking assholes and just be <laughs> like, oh well, they could have done this better. No, you couldn't. Uh, be like, there's not, there wasn't enough fade outs for me. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's like your fade of black was too sudden. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah, like it's hard for me to be critiqueful of something that works. Same. Absolute same. So once again, I'm in the freaking 90s. Thanks, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at? Uh, I don't, just for how good it works, I'm at like like a 90... I'm between like a 93 and a 95. 94? Deal. I can't freaking argue with that <laughs> <laughs> all right next up music i mean richard's song i mean that's like 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 <laughs> uh, go download that on spotify hell yeah it's this is another thing the use of music there wasn't very m- much music in it but no, but what was used definitely did add to the story. It didn't detract from it, nothing like that. It just added to it. Yeah, it it definitely enhanced the story. Yes, which was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the the one scene that stands out to me with the music is the scene where um, Richard's watching the old videos of him and Brianna. Ooh, yes. That's a very good moment. Yeah, like, it wasn't too loud to, like, to, like you could still hear everything that was going on in the background. It was just playing this music over, and it works so well. Yeah. Mm. It really does. And, honestly, you could, like we've said before, we could change music to just audio in general. Yeah. Because see. the silences were just as powerful as the music absolutely so i'm not quite at a perfect 10 but are you damn close like i'm like an an eight leaning really towards a nine i could easily be talked up if you want to talk it i don't really know what else to i mean i'm not saying that's a bad thing that i don't know what else to say I, I just don't know what else to add to what you've already said because you've seriously summed up the music in this movie perfectly. So, I mean, I'm fine. So, so where are you at? I'm f- honest. Yeah, I'm about an eight. Same as you. About an eight? Yeah. All right. So we'll go with an eight. Um. Then, like I said, with costumes, we're not going to grade costumes. So... Anyway, so moving on to our personal grade. Do you want to go first this time, Caleb? Uh, I freaking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I sound so just exact. Like, I was expecting... I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. I don't care for documentaries really i 
I can watch them. Yeah. I can learn stuff from them. I just don't particularly enjoy them. Okay. All right. Like it's the reason I watch documentaries is to learn something, to learn to hear a story. Yeah. And it's not anything that just enthralls me where I'm just like, oh, I need to watch another documentary. I see a documentary I want to watch. I watch it. Simple as that. And it's okay. it's just to learn. Yeah. This, on the other hand, is one that I did thoroughly enjoy. So, like I said, this being a documentary that I enjoyed. So, this is a genre of film that I typically dislike, but I enjoyed. Easily, this is now one of my favorite documentaries. Same. Absolutely same. Honestly, I'm like a 96. Okay. I'm at a very solid 96. All right. Not bad. Um, I'm close to you. I'm at a 95. Um, Yeah, I, I like documentaries. I'm kind of the same thing with you. They're not my favorite. But, you know, if there's like a documentary that I've heard of, I'm going to not like go out of my way to try to find it, but I will try to find it as soon as possible. Um, I guess that kind of is going out of your way. (laughs) That kind of contradicted what I just said anyway. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Um, I haven't seen a lot of documentaries, uh, like unfortunately, like this ranks up there for me, at least, uh, with like bully. Cause that's one of my favorite documentaries. That's a really good one too. Right. The thing um, that kills that one for me is the narration. That's fair. I I I can get behind that. Um, yeah, such um, a uh, captivating story about this man's life and just how he went from rock bottom to finally realizing uh, I don't want to live my life like that anymore. This is how I want to live my life. Um, so yeah, so kudos to everyone that worked on this movie. Roy, the director, uh, Richard, the man behind the story. Um, yeah, it was a fantastic documentary. So yeah, I'm at a 95. All right. So just meet it in the middle, give it a 95.5. Perfect. And that brings our final score for this movie to an A minus. Nice. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. So it is sitting at a 92.21%. All right. Uh, so that puts it on the same level as Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, I I can't argue that. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Infinity War. Woo! Uh... Not Last Jedi. Coco. <laughs> I was like, Paranoid is. Yeah, like, I, when I scrolled to the left, I freaking jacked it up. Whoops. Yeah. Um, put it on the same level as Little Women. Yes. 1917. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. All right. And movies like that. Very, very nice. Yeah, so. Freaking amazing job. From everyone involved in this film. Like, we... I mean, 
can't say enough good stuff yeah. about it. It's so good. So, so good. Yeah, so you can go on... I mean, I'll I'll post links to it, but I revamped the... Um, yeah, I revamped our ranking uh, spreadsheet so you can go on now and look at the reference for everyone page and it will show you the movie it will also give you the percentage for the movie as well as the final grade for the movie Um, so you can go through and kind of see everything that you want to see uh, with that so be sure to go check that out Um, You can also see our individual scores for everything on our movie grades page. Uh, I revamped the video game grades page. Rabbit Fire is just more for reference for us. Same as the debate page and then my reference page is also different. It's all just stuff for us. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Um, So... Thank you, Roy, for sending us this movie to break down. We absolutely enjoyed the hell out of it. So good. So good. So good. Definitely going to be recommending it to some friends. Oh, absolutely. Recommending this to all my coworkers. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, with that, that concludes this week's breakdown. Uh, if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, uh, you can follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all of the above. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube, as well as some bonus videos we make. Uh, you can hit us up on social media. We are on Facebook.com slash Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at TheAllBros. Uh, send us a DM with an episode idea. Uh, if you want to send us a movie to watch, yeah. do that. <laughs> um, you can answer our question of the weeks on that. You can, if you want to join us, feel free to invite yourself. We would love to have anyone on. Yes, we would. Our only requirement really is if we're doing a breakdown, just watch whatever movie we're talking about. Um, but yeah, you can also go on our website, which is tinyurl.com slash theallbros. Uh, it'll have links to all of our episodes, have links to our YouTube channel. It'll have links to everything you could possibly find, including our merch store, which is going to be on TeePublic. So tpublic.com slash user slash theallbros. Um, go pick yourself up a shirt or some sort of merch. Yeah. And, and a face mask. Yeah. And send us a picture of it, because we would love to see anything that you guys get. Yes, we would. So, yeah. Um, next week, uh, we will be breaking down the movie Ready or Not. So, that one should be interesting. Yes, it really should. Stoked for that. Yeah, so look forward to that next week. Um, And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. Mm, COVID's hitting Herbert. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs)
Herbert's dead. 